I dove headfirst into the journey. It was something that came so naturally to me. I knew the absolute benefits of what I was doing, the attachment that I was creating. In this episode, we are bringing you an interview with the beautiful Jess Anderson, who is a mama, an entrepreneur, a thought leader, and a creator, and just the most authentic soul. And we really dive into this episode what it takes to really truly take the time out for yourself and specifically the challenges of doing that as a mama with so many competing demands and priorities how do you really prioritize yourself and start to build the deep self-trust and Jess authentically shares the challenges and the profound impact that that has had on her family and how her family really grown from her own investment in herself and specifically her incredible growth in her business with Nourish and Bloom. So dive into this episode. I can't wait to hear what opens up for you. And I know that Jess's story will resonate for so many. To first kick us off, I would love to explore a little bit about your journey and your story of how you came into the world of personal growth and what really led you to getting into this world. Yes, absolutely. And this story it starts quite a few years ago my story begins when I realized that I had not severe but I would say ongoing anxiety that used to pop up every single day so every single day I was living with anxiety and for me anxiety looked like a bubbly tummy it looked like just feeling really nervous about something but I could never quite put my finger on what it was and when it got really severe I also experienced something called OCD which isn't really common and not many people talk about it as well so they're very linked anxiety and OCD so OCD for those who don't know is obsessive compulsive disorder and what it used to look like for me when it was flamed or I was having a moment with it was I used to have to check things a lot and the checking was sort of part of the control piece for me that would help to ease the anxiety so you can see how they're really like entwined the relationship between the two so if I had an OCD flare I knew that my anxiety was really heightened at the time and I reached a point when I was probably about eight years ago when I thought to myself you know I want to make some changes with this this isn't how I want to live the rest of my life you know, it did feel really controlling to me. It felt like I couldn't live the life that I was wanting to live. And so initially I made connections between things like coffee and anxiety, nutrition and anxiety and sleep and anxiety. And so I really started at that point, at the beginning, you know, these were the first things I worked on. So I ditched caffeine, I ditched sugar, I ditched really poor sleep habits as well. And then I cut right back on the binge drinking and alcohol as well. And so I focused really heavily on the physical side. So it, for me, it looked like physically I was on track, you know, I was really like tidying up my diet. I was sleeping well. I ditched the coffee. I'd really started my health journey. And what I found was that things really did improve. They did improve, but they sort of plateaued. And I went to 
so many different people and so many different practitioners because once I sort of started down this path I was like well why is this happening for me what what is happening here and what's at the root cause so a big part of my belief about everything in life really is that there's a root cause to it and if we can get to the bottom of that then we can start to heal it and so I would have days still where anxiety would sit with me for the whole day and anyone who's listening who also experiences anxiety whether it's really severe or and it comes and goes please feel free yeah to know that there is support available for you and there is always someone who's willing to listen so you just have to reach out and find the person who understands what you're going through and what i really realize now in hindsight for myself is that so much of what I was focusing on was really on my physical health and that was really the essence of where I'd started. It was all laying the foundations but I had absolutely no connection with my soul, with my essence, with who I actually was and with my spiritual side and so my emotions as well, there was no connection of that at all and so I, I found that by focusing on the physical, I sort of laid the foundations to then explore further into what else could be contributing to this. And so I've always had a really strong intuition, but even though it was really strong, it's taken me a long time to trust it and to know that I can trust it and to know that I can listen to it and to know that I can let it guide me. And I think a big part and a big driver of my anxiety was actually wanting to listen to my intuition but having those doubts come up and having those doubts that kept coming up and saying can you really do that can you really listen to it and so it was never something that i was shown that i could trust or it was never something that it was even talked about in my childhood or at all and so it was really new for me and so this really all sort of started for me at the beginning of last year when I was drawn to an online program and it was called the soul room and my intuition was saying yes you know this is the right thing for you to do and I had so many hesitations around it but I knew my intuition knew that that was what I needed you know to rebuild that connection with my soul with who I actually was and so at the beginning of 2021 I did that program and yeah it really did change my life and so through that I really started learning about all the different tools that I could use to not only ground myself but also reconnect with myself and really understand who I was and what I was thinking and so it was practices meditation journaling bit of breath work you know understanding my energy and how to protect that and how to shift that and sitting in ceremony with myself whenever I felt drawn to and yeah the soul room it really did open a can of worms for me because it sort of gave me the tools or the platform I suppose to really open up and reconnect with myself and it, it did it was like a tidal wave that's the only way I can describe it and it was the beginning of my journey and from there I've done a few courses since yours included right and it's really been 
the biggest thing has been, you know, a reconnection with the essence of who I am. And through, you know, over the last 18 months since I began this journey of personal growth, the work, whatever you want to call it, I no longer experience anxiety or OCD, you know, those things are really no longer part of my identity. They're not something that I sit with every day. And I, yeah, I truly believe that for me, it was that holistic view of not just the physical, it needed to have the the spiritual aspect in there as well, but also the emotional aspect too. And I have learned a lot in the last 18 months about the power of our emotions and if we don't deal with them, how they can just sort of stay trapped in our bodies. And so a big part has been getting those emotions out of my body and either onto paper or, or clearing them physically with my body. So yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey. It's certainly been eye-opening. <laughs> There's been really real highs, but real lows as well as you go through the waves of of the growth and almost like uncovering the essence of who I truly am. Yeah. So beautifully articulated. And I acknowledge you because as you created the foundations of the physical are so critical as well. It can go the other way as well. Dee and I were talking about that the other day. It's like, does the mental come first? Is the physical? What is that journey, right? And I love that yours is like you cleaned up that physical space and then that probably gave light or gave way to mm. the, the mental, spiritual, emotional. So powerful. And Yes, I had a conversation with a friend in a similar tone that, you know, we were talking about how I'd made that realisation that I'd only focused on the physical. And she said, a remark to me, she said, yes, but if you hadn't focused on that for so long, your mind wouldn't be clear enough to actually begin the emotional, to begin the spiritual. And she's held my hand through my awakening, I suppose. And yeah, she's been a fantastic friend, but it's, it was just such a realization for me. And now in my work with mums, I focus so much on the physical with the nutrition, but I also bring in the emotional and their spiritual. And I, you know, it's all packaged together for them. Yeah. And there's a lot for, for people who perhaps are in the space to be like, okay, that, that, you know, do I start with this? Do I start with this? And I think you can only really follow your own guidance, like you said, and for you naturally physical started first. And I totally agree with that friend. It's like, yeah, it's hard for the body to hear or for you to even hear yourself if it's so clogged with alcohol, caffeine, all the things you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So it's fundamental, like you said, the work you're doing and giving people the tools to actually clean up our vessel so we can hear that communication. And I acknowledge you as well as you were speaking through the soul room and your programs and everything you've participated in since. It's like 18 months is actually a very short space of time to take that on. And I got goosebumps when you said, I don't live with anxiety and OCD, like they're not part of my identity. Wow, that's that's something that could be a life experience. And you're sitting here saying 18 months of really committed work and really challenging work, like you mm. said. And that's really shifted that part of your life. It's truly extraordinary, isn't it? It's like, wow, just really inspired by that commitment. For anyone listening, when we talk about the work as well, how would you explain the work, Jess? 
if we were giving a definition to someone who's like, what are they talking about this work stuff? <laughs> My job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, it's like your full-time job outside of your your occupation, I suppose. But for me, the work definition like is defined as when some a situation and experience pops up and you respond in a certain way the way that you respond is dictated by your beliefs by your mindset by your background by your childhood by all of your past life experiences and if you're not happy with the way that you're responding then you have an opportunity to do the work i suppose yeah how would you define it i would love to hear your definition oh i love that definition yeah well you said full-time job outside of your actual job absolutely it's the going the going inwards obviously you created in order to shift how you're showing up in life in this very moment it's behind the scenes where you go really deep within yourself to unpack all of that and once you unpack it like you created right you then have conscious awareness of the decisions you're making of the conversations you're ha having of how you're living your life. But if we don't subscribe or do at least some level of it, then we move through life unconsciously. So I, how you said it was so beautifully, but yeah, I do feel like it's, it's a funny, it's like, a, it feels like a behind the scenes thing. <laughs> That's like full time. It's like, okay, behind my actual life that you see, I'm back here, just unpacking everything basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's making that unconscious conscious as well. It feels like that constant process of just really looking with intention and curiosity and compassion of like, oh, where has this come from? Or why do I respond this way in my relationship? Mm -hmm. So, and yes, and I, I love that conscious versus unconscious because I remember one of our very first conversations and for context for your audience, Bryony and I first worked together in September last year so it's only been 12 months and it feels like I've known you for a lifetime but before I started working I I knew of Bryony's work since like April <laughs> I kept putting it off and putting it off I was like yeah yeah, yeah. I see you over there Bryony I just can't yet I just can't yet and it wasn't until I'd done some of the work myself that I actually valued myself enough to commit into it and it was really yeah it was a fascinating journey because the minute that i sort of entered the untapped world i was like oh this is what i've been waiting for that was a real feeling i got but it was almost like i just kept delaying and procrastinating it yes so for anyone who is listening who tends to get triggered by anyone and that might be like it might be brian as well you might look and be like oh i just wish i could do that or yeah, whatever it is, or it might be another coach as well, know that they are only showing you what is possible for yourself. And that was the hardest thing for me to accept was that the parts of myself that I had dampened down or hidden away from years of childhood and conditioning and all of that, it was like she was showing me that it was safe to express those and I just couldn't fathom that that was even a possibility for me and so I had to be really ready for that and so yeah when I first joined on tap was such a beautiful moment but I remember one of our first conversations was around you know I used to spend a lot of my time in the evenings watching tv because that's what I had done for so long and I wasn't bringing any conscious thought to it and I remember messaging you and being like 
oh my god i've been wasting so much of my time watching tv and your reply was like girl you can still watch tv chill it's all good you're like just bring conscious thought to it do it consciously it's not an unconscious thing that you're doing and it's just like now i'm coaching mums and they're talking to me so much a common theme that comes through is like i just want to use my phone less around my children i'm like you have to have the power here with this and it's the same thing you know the lesson that i got through you i'm now passing on to other mums and it's just yeah it's an amazing sort of cycle of how those lessons and learnings can be yeah can be passed on to others so beautiful yes yeah just do it consciously yes you can still watch tv you can still be on your phone and i think that's a really important point because for some reason when we get into this work this spiritual element i feel like there's this heavy kind of frequency that comes with it as well when people suddenly think they have to be perfect and they have to you know be doing their journaling and be doing this and be a perfect parent and, and this weird pressure culminates and it's like it, it is this commitment to personal growth or work is meant to make life easier but I think there's a phase of where you unearth everything and you're like oh and then I think you try and fix it all quickly don't you you know it's like okay I'm gonna I'm not gonna do this anymore I'm gonna do this now and yeah I think there's such an importance of also taking that off and being like yeah we're gonna look at everything that makes us human but also it's like there is a has to be a lot of compassion in the process mm -hmm. oh yes <laughs> a lot of compassion <laughs> I think it's really cool that you said that you had the awareness to notice when you were being triggered by, by someone. And obviously in that moment, it was me that was activating something within you. And for anyone listening, uh, that concept is called shadow work, right? Where there's, there could be someone that really aggravates you or frustrates you. And often that's like a mirror, could be a mirror of something that you have within you, or it could be a part of their light their power that you're like, wow. And I, and Jess, I love that you said this because I actually remember having the exact same thing before I started coaching. There was a couple of mentors I really adored, but I was like, oh, wow. And I, I was like, Peter, so, I was like, so, so powerful, but I didn't want to be in their space because it was almost like they were a complete mirror of what's already within you. And I'm curious for you, what were some of those things that you were seeing for yourself that has obviously been activated? Mm, yes, I love that question. It was the way that you held yourself in your life, the confidence you had, but the way that you were showing up. And I think in motherhood, one of the things that can happen, and I talk with the mums that I work with a lot about, is like, you know, in the newborn phase, it's really common to go through that time of, I'm not going to shower today and it's totally fine. I'm not going to do my hair and it's totally fine you know you do go through a patch of survival mode but what can often happen is that survival mode with your appearance and how you feel in yourself can often linger and it can often drag on and on and on and then all of a sudden you're like three years deep in motherhood hello that's me and yet you're all of a sudden like who am i and then you see someone who's so confidently standing and who the essence of who they are that you are like god damn it i just want that but I have no idea where that person's gone because I'm so, you know, I'm so in this motherhood game. Such an important conversation. And obviously I haven't had children. However, I know there's a lot of mums coming into the space like yourself and other mums stepping forward and saying a similar thing. And obviously you're in this line of work specifically with these mums. 
something that's prevalent, and I know you've spoken into this, is, is mum guilt. And how do I take time out of my busy life or my full life and my children need this, and my husband needs that, and my partner needs this? And, and how do I take that time out for myself? How do I get, yeah. how do I get, I know a lot of mums want to get rid of that guilt. How does that, how did, how was that for you? And yeah, what would you say to someone who's in that? Yeah, I love that question, Brian. At, at the core of the, the work for me and the biggest lesson that has come through in the last 18 months has been really reconnecting with my own value and my own worth as a person and that really filters into this guilt as well because honoring yourself is there's so many benefits that ripple out into your family but I do I totally understand it as well because when I first became a mum my background I'm also a qualified early childhood teacher I specialize working with infant and toddlers so zero to two year olds so when my son was born i dove headfirst into the journey it was something that came so naturally to me i knew the absolute benefits of what i was doing the attachment that i was creating but what actually also happened was that i sort of my blinkers went off to anything else other than him he came first completely and his needs came first and so by result my needs then came either second or last you know other after doing all the housework and all the stuff that needs to be done to run a house and then it was like okay now do i have a bath <laughs> like wait what i look back on photos and of that time and those early early years with him and i look at myself in the photos and my face is filled with love and i completely adore him you can see that but you can also see that i had completely stopped loving myself and stopped adoring myself and so that has been the huge lesson for me coming back to yourself the benefits for your children outweigh the guilt that you can feel because the way that you show up as a mum it goes so beyond you and it's your energy dictates everything in your house and so if you're feeling really stressed if you're feeling like your cup is completely empty then that's going to determine how things are going in your house as well and so yeah it's been a big lesson because i value you know my son is he's my main priority but so am i and so that's been a really huge lesson is that yes he can remain the priority but i can become a priority too and it doesn't have to be one or the other i can hold space for both and i can hold space for that plus my marriage as well which is another layer as well when you become parents things totally shift and it's making sure that everything's getting its balance but you're also making decisions within your values of what you want your life to look like and that's probably one of the other things that has been a huge lesson for me in the last 18 months is really, you know, setting boundaries on what I want to do, how I want to spend my time and how I want to invest it and whether we're actually getting anything back from that or if it's just going to completely drain my energy. So, for example, we went to a local festival fair here yesterday and we got there and we very quickly realised you know this isn't this isn't our cup of tea <laughs> this isn't serving us you know it was it wasn't aligned with us at all and in the past i would have been like well we've come all this way we should just stick it out for our toddler he might benefit from it but 
instead what we decided we were like let's do one loop and go and we knew that was enough for our nervous systems and so we were like if our nervous systems are fried from this one loop around you know what's it going to be like for our toddler and so it's really having boundaries on how you want to spend your time and who you want to spend your time with as well and what that looks like but the benefits of looking after yourself flow into your parenting so much sooner but if your child does something like throwing food across the room or you know they break a plate they drop a plate and break it the way that you respond to that is going to be completely different if you are coming from a place where you've had some time to yourself you've been looking after yourself you've been sleeping you haven't been staying up late scrolling social media compared to you know the other opposite end and it's the difference between responding and reacting and so there's that really popular saying in motherhood of you can't pour from an empty cup and i say yes you can't but you also can't pour effectively from a cup that is filled to the brim with these energy draining habits and that's something so powerful that i learned through the untapped space was like we are all in control of our energy and we can transfer it we can shift it we can move it we have that power within us and today has been the perfect day for me to get you know this lesson once again and put it into action because i woke up and there was a, I was a bit disorientated because of daylight savings it sort of messed everything up easily could have had my whole day completely thrown off course by that instead you know i got up i had a shower i went for a walk i did a bit of breathing a bit of shaking to move it through and now i'm just yeah i feel amazing and it's knowing that in every day you have that power and so the benefits really do outweigh the guilt to like circle back to your original question yeah mm. I love what you created is your energetic imprint, mindset, soul print, whatever language, it sets the tone for the family because you're such a governing entity in your family, all of us, and they say the same thing for the visionary in a business. As the leader or the visionary or whatever you want to call it yourself, the founder, is like your energetic imprint is so fundamental because your team will follow the exact same thing. So it's that same concept, right? It's like your family are following your modeling. And yeah, it's the it's a funny one. I guess it's just it's having that time. It's really being okay, taking that time to sit with those questions, to learn those tools. And I remember when you first joined the first program that you participated in, and I loved because you navigated it. You really did navigate it in such an integrated way. You weren't a victim to your children. You know, for some people, it's like, well, I can't do anything because my kids and it's in a victim consciousness. You were really powerful. You were really clear that, you know, Alexander is the priority. And yet you still made time for yourself. The calls, I think, were always bang on his nap time. And you would be 30 minutes. You were like, I put him to bed. I always put him to bed at his time. And then I'll be on the call. And it was just like, you had such radical responsibility, such commitment in how you navigated it. It was really beautiful for me to witness as someone who, you know, we want to have children, but we don't have children. It's just setting a precedent and example that's possible. And you just have to be clear, right, on your commitments, like you said. Yep. And I'm a priority too. And I love that. And yeah, it's, and when you earlier said the reclamation was within your self-worth, I think we talk about that stuff a lot. I think a lot of people know 
that we lack self-worth or self-belief. I'm curious for you on your path, Mm. is there any tangible things that made the real difference for you in really claiming your self-worth, whether it was in your business or your life or just who you, how you showed up in the world? It, it all came down really to investing in myself. And that was what I didn't have, was that confidence to back myself that this is, you are worth this you are worthy of this and the value that you bring to the world is worth this too. And it was so, that's, I, I yeah, I just, I look, I'm almost speechless with how, how much I've lost myself, to be honest. And especially it wasn't just motherhood, you know, there's been moments throughout my life that through doing the work, I've, you know, really identified as sort of key moments where, for example, in childhood, a teacher would really shush me she would shush me so much because I was so loud and I'd speak my ideas and so over time you know that that takes its effect and so then it's been one of those key moments I look back on I'm like okay so then slowly I was learning that my voice wasn't worthy I wasn't worthy to show up here and so really that's one of the biggest sort of learnings for me is that it's safe for me to speak my truth. It's safe for me to take up space. It's safe for me to make these decisions and not worry about the judgment of others because I am worthy in myself. And one of the, probably thinking about the tangible things that supported me was the, to be completely honest, was the untapped community because it was a space where I could freely express who I actually was at my core and be me without feeling that, oh, they know me as this Jess. They know me as that Jess. They know me showing up this way. And so avoiding any judgment of expectations not being met. And so I was able to just show up and be, you know, the fun, funny Jess that I know is in my core and it's always been there, but through over the years of different situations and experiences happening in my life it just slowly 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 diminished and of course the way that i this is a whole nother story as well but the way i used to treat my body with food and alcohol i've done a complete 180 so it's never a 360 right people always say 360 but that's going right back to where you started a 180 so i'm on the opposite with my house and so i'm one of the most conscious people now about what i'm putting in my body what i'm what's around my body but back in the day i wasn't and it was because i didn't have any worth in myself and in who i am and so i'm just so thankful for this journey and for what's come through because now I'm passing that on to my son and for your listeners, I'm currently in a pregnancy again and to be knowing that all of these lessons and learnings I'm having, you know, that baby in there is downloading them too and they're coming out into such a conscious family. It's just, I'm so grateful for that to have this awareness. Magic, magic, (laughs) I love that, yes. Your family's getting that, your community's getting that, the mamas that you're supporting are getting that. It's just that ripple, isn't it? To have the courage to follow your intuition and that everybody is getting a piece of your transformation or you're making it accessible to everyone by your inner work. It's so courageous. 
I really love what you said. That first pillar is actually deciding that you're worth investing in, which I 100% agree with. I remember the first program I invested in and I was terrified. And now I reflect back and I think, wow, yeah, it was just really permission to be like, I'm worth, yeah, we buy all these external things. And it's funny when you said funny and fun, because that's my 100% experience of you. Like when I was sitting here reflecting this morning before we got on the course, like, oh my gosh, Jess is so fun. That's how I know you. You're always laughing and you're always so joyful. And I love that that's who you get to be and got to be in the untapped community. That's just, that's who you, how you created yourself. And I remember at one point around your expertise, you're, you're certified, you're trained, you know all the things in this area. And I think one of my favorite transformations to witness has you being like you stepping into that expert or that power or that wisdom, everything you knew. Because I feel, I remember when we first started you, there was a concern around, oh, what if, what will other people think or how it'll be perceived? And now I just see you in the world and you're just like, this is it. This is how we roll. This is what we do. And it's so powerful. And how has that transformation for you rippled into your life in other ways? How has that rippled into business? Because I know that's, that's something you've your inner work has created so much, so many shifts in your business. And I would love the listeners to hear more about what you're doing in that space because it's so potent. So how has your inner self-worth work really shifted in what you're creating in the world? And it was, it was a huge concern of mine. And I don't actually think I've shared this with you, Brian, either is that I'm now, so I studied with the O oh Baby Academy and I do, I've done their baby nutrition, their postpartum nutrition, and I'm currently doing their pregnancy nutrition, which is really aligned and it's all holistic nutrition based. So it's really aligned with my personal beliefs on nutrition as well. And at the moment as one part of my business, I'm actually mentoring other graduates from the O oh Baby Academy. And one of the most common things that, you know, they're all sitting with, of course, is that fear of like, do I know what I'm talking about? What will others think of me? What if I get questioned on something? And it's like the universe is of course sending me these clients to work with because it's exactly what I went through and exactly what I, yeah, I dealt with and I navigated through and part of, yeah, part of my growth has definitely included that. And so a huge part of how that's impacted my business is in the beginning I was doing one-to-one consults and it really didn't feel aligned for me and I remember I think I asked to work with you one-to-one and you were like oh sorry we only do groups and I was like oh but I don't know if I've got a program online and I don't even think there was a prerequisite but it was a story that I had in my head and I was like my intuition was guiding me towards that for a reason and so now I do have an online eight-week group program that I coach mums through and yeah it's just so it's so interesting because yes of course the nutrition piece it plays a huge part in that but actually what I'm also teaching mums is how to reconnect with their own intuition and like how to listen to that in parenting how to navigate difficult conversations with grandparents about food and what food choices they're making for their children and all of that but as well as that a huge part of what I teach parents and what just makes complete sense to me is on a soul level is 
how our relationship with food can really impact our children's relationship with food. And if we're sitting at a mealtime with our children and we're, you know, forcing them to finish their meals and all of that, the impact that that can then have with their relationship with food, well, it's huge. And I know for myself as a child, I was told, you know, you must finish your plate before you get down and all of those stories. And so it's only been in the last probably three years that I've actually healed that for myself. And I know, Jess, it's safe for you to leave food on your plate, even if it's still there, it's safe, it's okay. It's okay to do that and like giving myself permission constantly because it wasn't something that I was able to do as a child. And so really reconnecting with my intuition and the way that I want that to look in business because the fear, the fear of being exposed, I suppose, it isn't there anymore because I just feel, I feel so safe in my knowledge and in what I'm sharing with the world. And I know that it's my unique purpose. This is what I'm here to share. And so it's really, yeah, it's really powerful. And the parents in, in my program were just like, oh my God, like they get so many light bulb moments because they're like, I've never thought of it this way. And it's not something that you're ever taught when you get a, you know, you're starting solids pack from your child care provider or whatever. You're not given any information on what to do if your child refuses a meal. And so all we do is we revert back to what we had. So what, what did we experience as a child? What did we download as like, this is the normal way to do things because, and in that, that is another whole podcast too, Bryony, is like, that comes across in all aspects of parenting. And so doing the work has really benefited my parenting too, because, you know, children, they, they are our greatest teachers, but they're also our biggest triggers as well. And so they will often shine back to us exactly exact situations that we've gone through as a child and we have a split second to react in a completely different way or we default back to the exact way that we were responded to as a child so yeah it's it is it's really powerful and that something that's really present for me is you have and you have and you continue to get all that technical expertise and all those components and then you marry it with this deep inner work you're doing on yourself and then it's producing this completely unique offering like you created where you are now able to take mamas the programs you're building it's this beautiful integration of the science the technical the nutrition meets that inner world that spiritual work that soul work that you've been doing and the only reason you can take people there right is because you've been there yourself mm -hmm. it's so that's why it's potently landing is because it's coming from such an integrated place for you and you're doing those workings on being a mama and then just translating the gifts. It's, yeah, so incredible. And for anyone listening who is an entrepreneur or thinks about going into business, I think that's an important message is a lot of people go for business coaching and business coaching is great, getting business support, but I don't know if you'd agree, some of the most transformative work is the inner world stuff that just ca then catapults your business. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what I heard, I think, as you were speaking is also that concept of unlearning, right? It's like you, you've been uncovering and learning all these ways that you were raised or that you were parented and you're uncovering them, you're making them conscious so you can basically recreate this conscious parenting. Yeah. 
so beautiful. Yeah, totally. And it's, it has, it's taken me a long time to give myself permission to fully step into that conscious parenting state because I, because of my background with early childhood teaching, you know, I always knew the way that I wanted to parent and I, you know, I really clearly let my husband know the benefits of it and the way that it can really benefit not only us, but our children as well. And so we were both really on board with it, but the use, I used to feel a lot of judgment for the parenting decisions that I'd make because they're not, it's not the, I wouldn't say it's the majority. It's not the way that the majority would parent. And so it would always feel like there was judgment coming my way. And I know that that's actually just me, my feelings and my concerns about that and whether there actually was judgment, who knows? That's, you know, for another day perhaps, but it's taken me a long time to actually just step into that and feel absolutely rock solid and this is the decision i make and it's there's no wavering on it because i know the benefits of it and this this is my decision this is my family it actually doesn't matter for anyone else and i've always had that you know i've always felt that right from childhood is like i think i said to my dad when i was much younger i said to him Dad, I just, I always feel like if everyone's walking one way, I'm walking the other. And that theme has really come through in my life so in so many moments. And I'm now I'm like, what way is everyone going? And I just go the opposite by default because I know that path is for me. And yeah, we are making different decisions to the majority, I suppose. You know, we're choosing a different path in, in terms of childcare so for example we haven't got our child in, in childcare yet and so that's a, a conscious decision that a past early childhood teacher has made we're definitely doing things different with food the way that we parent you know it, it feels different and it's yeah it's just bringing that level of consciousness to the way that we're doing things but standing behind the decisions you make and that's one of the greatest gifts I can give to the parents in my program is like giving them their voice back and knowing that they can trust that instinct they get because when you become a parent, it's like your parenting instincts are dialed up to a hundred, you know, like they are so strong. And so for someone like you, Bryony, who already has a very strong intuition, it's very fascinating to me what that would then look like in parenting because it's, it is like, yeah, people do call motherhood a bit of a portal for that. And so, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful when you know you can trust it and you, you get the proof of trusting it too. And there's so many moments when I look back on my parenting journey where I'm like, my intuition was saying one thing, but then perhaps a well-meaning family member or, you know, someone else said, oh, but what about this way? And so it very quickly changes your mind or it steers you in a different direction. Whereas I think the benefit of doing the work is it sort of, it crowds out all the noise and it gives you that laser focus on what is really important for you. And yeah, that's big, one of the big lessons from Untapped as well. And it's something that I share with parents in my course now too, is that conversation between the ego and intuition and how they, yeah, they have a fine dance that they do and how yeah, even now my ego, it still rages and I know it always will. And it's not trying to get rid of my ego or anything like that. It's just knowing that I can give it that reassurance and trust my intuition. Mm. Oh, so powerful. 
<laughs> I wow so magical and yeah there's so many external pressures and I have watched my sister's friends like go through that chapter as well and I'm I'm super curious and now I just want to start a whole other episode about your parenting philosophy so I think we get to record time I'm like oh let's go there um we can maybe because you know that's like a I think there's so much magic in that and I think for someone for you who's like done so much of that inner work whilst I feel with philosophies like parenting philosophies like we, we build our philosophy business philosophies beliefs like we build them ourselves right but I think it's so awesome to have people and women ahead who are saying well you know this was the status quo and I question that I love that you said whenever I love saying like when everyone's zigzag you know it's my favorite thing in the world I'm like everyone's mm-hmm. doing that let's go here yeah you know, it's so fun and I think so important and it's brave and I personally get such an access from people who are doing that and then sharing hey this is kind of the main message and this is what I'm choosing and it's over to you but this is an option and I guess for anyone who something for D and I at the moment is like that's been our commitment. I don't think we can ever get to a place where we feel perfect, but we've been doing a lot of healing in our relationship and within ourselves so that when that time comes, it's like we can bring children into a safe relationship, into a, a space that is is conscious. And yeah, I'm I'm curious as well. The yeah, when you when you have an anchoring of self-work, how that changes. It's amazing. Oh. What's what are you most excited for? What's something that's really alive for you right now that you're excited for? I'd have to say this pregnancy, it's yeah, it surprised me because you know I've been so passionate about my business and I since I started it, I've had so many lessons of spending too much time in it. I'm a generator by human design. So when I'm lit up by something, watch out that nothing will stop me. And it's like, obviously I'm so grateful to have found the thing that has lit me up. I remember a coach encouraging me to get my human design reading done. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that and see what comes through. And I remember the lady who was doing the reading, she said, so you're a generator, so if you're not lit up by your life, we need to look at that. And I just remember thinking, oh shit, I was like, I am completely not lit up by my life. And I was just like, oh man. And now here I am 18 months later and I'm just, yeah, all aspects of life. I'm, and I don't want to come across your audience like, I'm perfect in every area, but I'm conscious of every area. I'm constantly almost like keeping tabs on it. How can we keep the balance here in this? And especially with motherhood and everything, it's, yeah, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And I know that's something that the parents and your audience and the parents-to-be, you know, they'll really resonate with. It's like, how do you hold space for it all? And so, yeah, you can, you can do it. And so the pregnancy, when I found out my first thought was like, oh, how's this going to look with, well, apart from being like, yeah, I'm so excited. It was like, okay, so now what's going to happen with my business? What's this going to look like? And I knew that my ego was really driving that conversation in my head. It was telling me things that, you know, this was going to mean that my business would go smaller and it would have to be, you know, like constricted. Whereas actually I was like, I know that babies bring abundance, you know, they bring that. And so actually, what if the opposite was true? What if it was that my business is actually going to expand and it's going to completely morph through this experience? And so I'm really excited and I know that I can hold this. I I can hold this because I've done the work to hold this, but 
Yeah, it's definitely, it's coming around quickly. <laughs> so I need to start putting some systems in place to support myself. So yeah, that's really my focus at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, I can, can honour each area. Mm. Babies bring abundance. How fabulous is that? Babies bring I abundance. Know. I know. Oh, a friend said so to me the other day and it, it just, it makes so much sense because they do, you know, like, they do, they bring, if we allow them to, they do abundance yeah. of like lessons yeah. and learnings, but also often it's very common for a, a new mum or, a, you know, a mum who's got more than one child, you know, to have a business idea come through with a child, you know, that's really, really common as birthing that into the world or they might uncover something and you know, my business was started because I went through the journey of starting solids with my son and I was like, hold on we can do better than this and so you know like the information i was given i knew that parents would be out there wanting more and so i wanted to provide that more amazing yes and i also love that this beautiful evolution it could be perceived so many ways like a challenge all these things but it's bringing forth something and it, and it's it's the access of what your business gets to be next which could be more support or like you said systems or like I'm so excited for what the evolution will be because yeah the last 18 months you've cr just created so much magic and of course this will call you into something even more beautiful so we are watching and cannot wait to see the evolutions whatever way they'll be so thank you thank you Jess for your honesty and your transparency and thank you for being someone to be honest who didn't give up on life because as you spoke into where you were I felt so much deep resonance to the version of me when I was really sick with my eating disorder as well and I just have so much gratitude and acknowledgement for you being someone who continually commits to the work and brings consciousness in how you live and is making such an impact in so many people's lives and being an amazing mama and you're holding so much so <laughs> We acknowledge you for holding all of that and for continuing to expand humanity by doing your own inner work. So thank you for sharing so authentically mm. with us. Thank and you, Brian. where can everyone find more about what you're creating? You can find me on socials at Nourish and Bloom Baby. And yeah, if you type me into your search engine, I'll come up there as well. So thank amazing. you, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for dialing in to this episode with the wonderful Jess Anderson. Isn't she just the most beautiful soul? If you really enjoyed that episode, be sure to share it with perhaps a new mama or someone who just really needs to know that it's okay to invest and take the time for yourself. Tag us at Untapped HQ. Let us know what landed 